0: I had no business starting a food blog. I, am, I had no business. starting. I burnt so many things those first few years. So that was really helpful to me because I was like, oh, I don't need to be an expert to start the thing now.
1: We've all burnt our share of things too, haven't we? But a few fallen cakes or burnt cookies doesn't mean you're not on the right track. Whether you're in the kitchen trying a new recipe or sitting down to write your next book, when you clearly know your passion, the little bumps along the way don't need to stand in the way of your progress. Hi, I'm Clarissa Moll, and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing, and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you. Boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. Welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. Writing is a lot like cooking. We assemble the ingredients of subjects and verbs together. We knead the dough of new ideas. We send our creations out into the world, and we hope they'll taste sweet to those who receive them. Although there may be joy in cooking and writing, we all have known, at one time or another, the drudgery of the task as well. How do we keep our enthusiasm for our work in the midst of everyday tasks? What does an unromantic thing like a schedule have to do with maintaining passion, and where does our audience fit into all of this? Our guest today is Brianne McCoy, accidental home cook, gatherer of people, author, and food blogger. Bree began her writing journey in humanitarian work, but quickly discovered that helping folks with everyday meals was where her passion could be best applied. Today, she's a memorable face on Instagram and in kitchens where her book, Come and Eat, offers culinary companionship at dinner time. If you're looking to bake some passion into your work, Brie can show you how. Lean in as she tells us more in this Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with host Emily P. Freeman.
0: If you look at my earlier blog posts or like way back in my earlier Instagram, you really see me like trying to like bring the hammer with some issues that I was like, no, I'm gonna be the person on this issue. Um, whether it was spirituality or whatnot, but for me, I, it was my audience showing up for my food posts and like showing up for my, when I started to do anything with food and Instagram stories, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have an audience. Like it was from there. It was almost easy because it was like, okay, this is very clear. When I do an Instagram story on a teaching in Matthew, it's crickets. When I do an Instagram story on how to sharpen your knives, the people are showing up in droves, and so, in that regard, it was easy because I want to be where the people want me to be, and so then I, I want just... to
2: be where the people are. Sorry, I had yes. to Little Mermaid it.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's that's our theme. That's our theme. right. That's the
2: theme. For those who are just now hearing of the light and love that is Bree McCoy, um, can you just give us an overview of? So you are very intentional on Instagram. This is not just happened by, this is, you just not just stumble into like a really cool Instagram presence. You've worked hard um, and you've done this intentionally and it's sometimes been painful. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would love for you to tell us, first of all, who are you talking to on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Who's the, tell us a little bit about your reader, watcher, whoever, reader, let's call her your reader on Instagram. And then can you give us some like, broad strokes of your strategy there, whether in stories or in your main feed?
1: Oh, yes.
0: Okay, so initially, and this is, I always think about her when I am doing anything with cooking or anything, but I always say that my reader is 26-year-old Brie, and that's so easy for me to, like, think about because 26-year-old Brie was she could cook, but she did not feel confident in the kitchen. If something went wrong with a recipe, she did not know what to do. It was like, <laughs> throw the thing out. We got to start again. Um, she was YouTubing a lot to figure out like how to hold a knife, how to, how to chop. And so that has really helped me because when I first started doing um, food stories on Instagram, I didn't have her in mind. And so I would be like saute the chicken. And then I would get all these DMs like, what does that mean? And how long is that for, And I was like, oh, I got it. Every time I do a story, I have to think about her. She did not know what that meant. Or like a pinch of salt. I remember when I was 26 years old, literally standing in my kitchen. And I think I was was reading a recipe and it was like a pinch of salt. And I was like, what is a pinch of salt? Like I did not know what was happening. So I think about her a lot, which is why when I do a recipe um, on Instagram stories, I try to do little like fun little tips or techniques. Um, So that's who I think of. And then as for my strategy and something that I kind of had to come to, another thing I had to come to terms with is I wanted to be an expert in the field of like everyday meals. I'm not like special occasion meals. I like, I rarely post about special occasion meals. I'm like talking about our everyday Monday through Friday, weeknight meals. We got to feed the people. Um, So that has been really important to me. And I use my Instagram stories to show people because something that I learned that made Instagram stories so powerful, for example, well, first of all, when Instagram stories came out, I was not on them. I did not want to be on Instagram stories. I did not like that. And then, but I was posting these recipes on Instagram and no one was making them. And so then I was like, I'm going to, I need to show them because if you show them, then they want to do it. So then I started doing my Instagram stories and I would, mess up I would truly mess up like I would drop the garlic or I would like whatever and for me I decided I'm going to keep that in I'm not going to like because again with the everyday meals like people are going to drop the garlic or they're going to burn the meal and so through that people started saying like I'm really entertained like you're very entertaining and that actually at the beginning was hard for me because I was like no I'm not here for less (laughs) I'm here. But then, but then I was like, okay, people are learning and they're entertained. I'm able to hold them for several panels. And so my Instagram strategy on stories now, when I get on is it has to be, um, 90% of the time it has to involve food and I want it to be fun and bring joy. And so the entertaining aspect I have fully embraced now.
2: Okay. So Amber, and this is something that, um, you kind of touched on, but I want to ask it more specifically. Amber said, Brie, you seem to have a knack for keeping the vibe of your work fun as a follower. I appreciate that. And as a content creator, I'm curious, any secrets there, any tips or tricks for following the love as you do the work? I thought that was a great (sighs) question.
0: That's such a good question. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Okay. I will say I One thing that's very helpful for me is that I do plan out my days for video, being on video. And so, um, that kind of helps mentally prepare me Mm -hmm. for like, okay, I'm going to be on video today. So there's just an attitude change a little bit. Like it, I have computer days. Oh, Emily, you actually helped me with this from your, from the episode you did. I don't know what number it is, but you kind of talked about uh,
2: rhythm of work about three days. Yeah. I don't remember the number.
0: So great. It was yeah. so great. And so I have, like, my computer day. On my computer day, I am, like, in my yoga clothes, like, no, no, no makeup. My yeah. hair's not done. And I don't need to – I just am not performing. I'm just yes. not performing. I'm just, like, doing the things. But then on Wednesdays, I generally do record, and I will batch record. And so I just know, like, on Wednesdays you're going to record. So you that whole week I know I'm going to get ready on Wednesdays. I'm gonna like be on the camera on Wednesdays. And um and then I just I'm also I like really am super joyful person. Yeah. I am like because sometimes people ask, like, uh, well some people think I'm drinking. <laughs> 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 or like some people think um that it's fake. And I actually can't hide you know this, Emily. I can't really hide when I'm sad. Mm-hmm. So that will come through big time for me. But, um, but yeah, I think getting in the mindset is super helpful. And then I just think about right before I record and as I'm kind of going through like what am I going to teach them or whatever, I think about my audience and I have like such compassion for them mm-hmm. and like the time they're going to give me by watching this story and how they're going to interact with me in my DMs. And that seriously warms me up to them and yeah. it, it makes me really want to show up for them.
2: I love that. Keeping your reader in mind. When you batch record, do you think about um do you know when you're going to um like drop those videos into Instagram or in whatever spaces? And do you change your clothes?
0: Yep. I change my clothes. I change my clothes and I know when the video is dropping. So I have a little desk calendar. It's like a tiny thin and it just says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it's only for Instagram. I use it only for Instagram okay. and I'll put like Monday chickens, like IP soup video goes live yeah. Wednesday, butternut squash, like, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so then I know, and then I'll sit down on Friday and I'll plan the next week's recording, like, okay, next week. And it will be around. Like if we're coming up on, you know, spring then I want to record spring recipes or whatever it is
2: sure so and this is an extra layer of complication because you are a food writer and so if you're going to batch record food stuff that means you have to have you're like making multiple meals in a day for instance yes
0: Yes, i am so it's great that that part gets a little like i know i'm like oh my gosh that part gets a little bit much but i make sure to make recipe like sometimes it'll be like I'm making a meal and then the sauce that goes with the meal. So I'll try to pair it like that or I'll make something that I know like if it's a vegetarian thing, I'm like, this will last several days. Yes. Um, whereas I'll, yeah. So I kind of, basically when I meal plan and Jeremy thinks this is so funny when I meal plan, I'm not thinking about what Jeremy and I want to eat. I'm thinking about what my audience wants to eat.
2: And so <laughs> that's, that's what a like, commitment.
0: yeah, that's like, that's how I plan my meals. It's like, okay, People, it's cold and rainy, people probably want soup. We're gonna have soup on Monday.
1: I love how Bree's passion for her audience drives everything she does, from the meals she makes to the words she writes in each blog post. Even her content calendar is audience driven. Each week, Bree plans for recipe development, video recording, and writing time. Her schedule's busy, so she needs to make the most of every moment. Each Instagram story and blog post needs to be clear and specific to her audience's wants and needs. Whether she's plotting out a social media arc or designing a newsletter, Brie ensures all of her work is memorable in one way or another. The same should be true for you and me. Vague writing rarely lingers in the mind of a reader. Have you ever read a description, an image, or a phrase that stayed with you long after you finished a book? Those words likely remained with you because they were detailed and specific. Specificity is an often-overlooked quality that makes for excellent writing. This is great if you pay close attention to life around you and can recall it easily, but in the age of information overload, social media, and endless distractions, it can be a real challenge to remember our ideas and capture the details that accompany them. How do we write in vivid detail when so many of us, regardless of genre, draw from experience and memory? This one simple practice can help. Write down details from your everyday life, every day. Let's explore more. What to write. First, what do you write? This practice isn't necessarily for your latest writing project. It's not for your to-do list, for tracking submissions, or brainstorming new ideas. Instead, set aside this time to write down any details, snippets of conversation, ideas, or images that you want to remember for a future project or date. These details will serve you later when you sit down to write a social media post, a how-to article, or the next chapter in your novel. You'll have already captured the details from the deep well of your experience, so you won't have to spend time and energy trying to remember or fabricate the specifics. When to write. Second, when do you write? Five minutes and a few lines may be enough to capture the important details of your day. Are you freshest in the morning? Can you recall what happened the day before with clarity? Do you remember details best in the evening, before you go to bed? Choose the same time each day. This is a daily habit that doesn't require enormous blocks of time or even a lot of headspace. Last, where to write. Lastly, where do you write? Do you have seven different notebooks scattered around your writing space or countless notes floating around in your inbox? Maybe you've tried to capture the stuff that matters, but now it's hard to find and doesn't make sense because it's out of order and out of place. When you choose a specific time to write, also choose a specific location where you'll capture the information. Return to the same notebook, the same document or app on your phone every single day. Be sure to date the entry for ease of recall and keep this record of images, conversations, or memories in a safe place. With this simple practice, you've got the opportunity to pay attention and capture the descriptions and details that will make your words come alive on the page. Your future writing self will thank you. Whether you're writing for social media or working on your first manuscript, you want your words to stick with readers. You want the daily commitment of your writing routine to foster your passion, not squelch it. You wanna hustle without losing heart. As you write and hustle and tap into your passion though, Be sure to also save space for quiet noodle on ideas let your mind wander and allow boredom to offer rest so that you can create a writing life that lasts brianna says this so well so let's listen in one more time you are a military family and you don't necessarily
2: stay in one place for a super long time and i'm curious if you're willing to so just share a little bit with us cuz we have other hope writers who either you know move around a lot for other reasons or they also have the particular experience of um of you know having a spouse or being in the military themselves and so curious if you could share a little bit about how that impacts you your work as a writer as a creative as a maker um if you could share a little bit about your experience there
0: Yes, absolutely so I will say in the beginning I definitely acted like I was not in the military and I actually also did not share online at all about being in the military because I was just I did not want that to be any part of like what I was bringing to the table Um, but as I started to grow on Instagram and on in other ways I realized I really wanted to be connected to my audience in this way because it is a big deal to move every three years what, what I have found with, with my work and my creativity is that boredom is essential for me to incubate. And when you're moving every three years, there's not a lot of boredom. There's a lot of like, hurry up. We got to find community. We got to find a church home. We have to settle into our house. Like, you know, we dig deep and we dig fast. And so um, I've had to find ways to allow myself to be bored so that I can become more creative. Cause I need like the blank space. I need the white space. And so that's been the biggest challenge. I feel like we just hit a really good stride in California where I was sit, like I could find boredom in my days and in my life. And then we moved. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I need to find a dentist. Like I need to find a brand new dentist. <laughs> it
2: was and just you, moved, you moved from California to DC. Yeah. um, Like
0: like complete culture shock.
2: Right. And you had moved before. Were you, you in South Carolina?
0: Yes. South Carolina to California. Right. Yep. So we were just like, so that's, yeah, it's hard, but, um, it was important for me to be aware of how there is always going to be an ability to have like frenetic, like energy and just so much stuff going on. And I, it's because I'm in the military and I need to learn how to quiet that down and how to find blank space in the midst of it.
2: Such wise words. And that, I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me that idea that when you move every three years, there really isn't time for boredom because you're always preparing for something. You're always in the middle of a transition. Even three years is three years is not that long of time. Yeah especially cause that's three years between moves. It's not three years between thinking about moving. It's like, right. No, no three years. Like it's different, you know, Yes. <laughs> that is, that yeah. is really, um, that's a real thing, man. I think we don't, we don't, um, as a culture, I don't think we do boredom very well. And that scares me because I think, are we going to start and are we going to just stop inventing things because we're not bored enough, you know, like, because we're just distracted. And I don't know. I sometimes think about that in my moments of my own moments of white space.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I agree. I think on that note, the thing that has scared me a little bit about like the boredom and like fading is that social media, as much as I love it. And I love Instagram so much. I am in a place in my work where Instagram is not my job. Like, that as as much as I love being on it. And so I'm creating something right now and I've had to give all my energy and time to it. Ah, And you all, it's so hard to not be on Instagram. (laughs) and It's so so hard to put all of your focus on one thing, but that's how you create amazing things.
1: If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour long interview with Breanne McCoy would be. Every week, Hope Writers members have access to a new one-hour Tuesday teaching with agents, publishers, social media strategists, and authors and bloggers like Bree McCoy. Hope Writers helps you make progress in your writing life, whether you're writing blogs or articles, on social media, or in a book. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, we're here for you. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at Hope Writers or at our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, a final word from the great cookbook author, Julia Childs. Find something you're passionate about and keep tremendously interested in it. You can fuel your passion for your work in the everyday disciplines of your writing life. You can reignite your passion by remembering your reader. And you can renew your passion by making space in your hustle for rest. In all of this, I hope you'll stay tremendously interested in the work you do, knowing always that you have words to share and a reader to serve. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember to keep writing. Your words matter. We can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends. Rate and review the show and like and comment if you're tuning in on YouTube. Your reviews help others know you've found the content helpful. See you next week.